The great painter Salvador Dali said, have no fear of perfection. You'll never reach it anyways. Having created over 1,500 paintings, Dali was not one to spend time perfecting any one of his paintings. Instead, he spent time perfecting his process by consistently producing art. We all want to learn how to avoid getting caught in the perfection trap. If you're an entrepreneur, you really don't know exactly what your customers are thinking, so how can you know exactly what is right for them? In this episode, I'm going to share with you why working to 80% completion is enough to avoid the perfection trap. I'm Amin Ahmed, and welcome to Be Well, Do Well. So Dali's paintings are worth anywhere from $4 to over $22 million. If we try to make everything perfect in our work, we'll just end up making a lot of $4 paintings. Even if you made a thousand of those paintings, they're still only worth $4,000 in total. An example I'd like to share with you is a previous startup that we had. The startup was called VenueJar. And the idea behind VenueJar was that it was a marketplace for those planning events and those looking for event professionals. We would post every single week three times. There was three founders and each of us would have a different angle on the blog posts that we were creating. We probably created hundreds of blog posts. Out of all of those, there was one specific post that was getting us 10,000 views per month. That was significantly more than all of those combined. Now, if we had spent time perfecting each and every one of those posts, we would never have discovered that that one post was enough to be able to get us a majority of the traffic for our website. So my point is that if you spend time and you don't create a lot of work with quality, of course, but if you don't create a su substantial quantity, you are going to end up getting trapped in that perfectionism and it's going to be really difficult to move forward. Perfectionism and procrastination go together. Those that are perfectionists are probably also procrastinators. Now, you may not think that you're a procrastinator because you're saying that, well, I'm continuing to work on this one thing and it's got to be perfect before I release it. The goal is to create more and not worry about that last 20% that's perfect. Realistically, nobody's even going to notice the difference between your 80% and your 100%. Something really interesting happens when you finish. When you complete and you ship something, whether it's a blog post or a social media post or a video or a course that you're creating, you build confidence as you go further. Now, if I think about myself and the first podcast episode, it was pretty awful compared to this one. And this one, I think, is going to be pretty awful compared to my hundredth episode. And so the more you create, the more confidence you build and it becomes a lot easier. You start to build those neural pathways that allow you to get things done a lot more efficiently, but a lot easier as well. Something else also happens in this last 20%. In the last 20%, you're probably getting stuck and you're spending 80% of your time just to complete the last 20% of the work. This is where frustration, discouragement, and stress live. The last 20% is usually the most difficult and often out of your zone of genius. The best thing to do is to take your work up to 80% and then pass it on to somebody else. And there's a story I'd like to share with you about why creating more and more often is actually beneficial. This is a parable about a pottery teacher and his students. He took the group of students and divided them into two. For the first group, they would be graded on the quality of one piece. 
the second group would be graded on the number of pieces they created. So again, the first group is being graded on the quality of their one piece that they're going to work on. And the second group is only going to be graded on the number of pieces they created. At the end of the year, the teacher brought the students back and asked to show their work. The first group had created one piece of pottery and it was almost perfect. The second group had created a large pile of pieces. Most of them were poor quality and in the middle, there were some surprisingly better quality pieces. The teacher asked the students what they'd done differently when they had made those adequate or better pieces compared to the ones that were poor. And he asked them if they were focusing on quality instead of quantity. Surprisingly, the students answered that they actually had not done anything differently. They were just creating as much as possible. In fact, they thought their pieces were actually not very good. They just continued to make more and more. And every time they were incrementally making these better and better. Then the teacher put the two pieces together. He put the one piece from group one, and then he took the best piece from group two and he put that beside. What was surprising is that the group that was creating as many as possible, their piece was actually amazing. It was so much better than the one that spent all their time creating one masterpiece. So what's the lesson here? The lesson is that if you're going to be creating a lot of content or a lot of courses or whatever it is that you're creating, the goal is to fail fast, fail often and fail forward. So you want to spend your time creating something and then moving on to the next one, but the next one is going to be incrementally better. Now I'm not suggesting low quality. I'm not suggesting that it be awful and terrible, but I'm just saying don't get stuck in that last 20% where the frustration and the discouragement is, and then the actual end result of whatever you're creating is not that good anyways. It's okay to put something out that's not very good, but the goal is to continuously keep creating. My mentor always says it's okay to suck, but it's not okay to skip. And so if you have a goal that you're going to create a social media post every day, some of them are going to be awful and one or two or three of them are going to be amazing. Now, the third thing that happens when you focus on working towards 80% is that you are going to work in your unique ability in your zone of genius for that 80%. It's going to feel easy. It might actually be easy for you and it might not take that much time. The last 20% is where you hand that off to your team. This is a really important point because when you work to 80% of your zone of genius, then pass the project on to your team member, they'll take the last 20% and work towards their 80% of that 20. So that brings us now to 96%. So by bringing two people on and both of them working to 80%, now you've gone to 96. If this is something that's critical and it has to be absolutely perfect, now we're talking about launching rockets or we're talking about neurosurgery. Then you bring a third person in that works to their 80%. And in the end, you're at 99.2, I think it is, if you take three 80% and you multiply them together. A couple of things happen here is that one, you build amazing teamwork and you end up taking a project from whatever you started with to 80%, then to 96%, then to 99. whatever percent in a very short amount of time, rather than you spending all your effort on that. In his amazing book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, he talks about three types of individuals in any business, the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. When you take your project and you put it through the filter of the entrepreneur, then the manager, then the technician, you'll see that the end result is actually very, very good. The challenge is 
And the problem is when the entrepreneur, for example, starts to do the technician's work, that's when things fall apart. So if you look at productivity as getting something from zero to 100%, you'll always find that you're trying to be a perfectionist or you're procrastinating and it's not going to get done or it won't be done to your standards. If instead you have a team, even a small team, and you get every one of your team members to layer on towards the end result, you end up with a masterpiece. So you take your painting you started, hand it off to somebody else, let them finish a bit more of the painting, and then you take it to the third person and now you have this masterpiece. I'm using the example of painting, but it can be a course. It can be, as I mentioned, blog posts or a video. There's so many different areas where people are really good at what they do and others not so good. And it's okay to pass projects on when you're finished your portion of the work. I hope this is helpful. In the next episode, we're going to carry this theme of taking things to 80% by talking about the importance of celebrating small wins. Really interesting. And I think you'll find it quite fascinating. So join me next time when we talk about celebrating small wins. Thanks for making the Be Well, Do Well podcast a part of your day, and I'll see you tomorrow.